You are listening to Primal Radio, the podcast dedicated to combat sports, martial arts, self-defense, and the warrior mindset. And here are your hosts from Hamilton, New Jersey, Jim McCann, and London, England, Tom McGrath. Primal Radio, we are back. Tom, what's up? Friday, I had a load of beers celebrate getting a new job. Last night, I went camping. I thought there'd be like about 20 people there, and there was only about six. So I bought a lot of beers, and right. I ended up having to drink them all myself. Cause, that doesn't sound so well, bad. Well, between six of us. Um, but it, it was a lot of fun. Basically, when I was away with the army, we were kind of like you talking when you're on stag duty during the night, and I was chatting to my friend Matt, and I said how all the good things about camping you don't get to do in the army so you have to use zero light disciplines you do everything in the dark you get no sleep because you have to go on stag every two hours sure you can't have a fire you can't have a barbecue and make some food so he was like look i've got some woodland let's go and do that and that's what we did this weekend it was really great but um i've been feeling the side effects of it today i did nothing last night you are such a rock and roll superstar (laughs) (laughs) i am i finally get rest of scrap flop friday night did you see the video I have not, but he won again, another knockout. Fucking knocked him out first round. The kid, uh, look, got a lot of talent. Hopefully they can keep it going. But it's on uh, my Facebook page. On, you know, I'll put it on the Primal Radio page. But that was good. So we fight again in another month. And has the expectations been whittled down a little bit now because he had one loss? Not at all. No, because that was a fluke. That happens in sports. I'm sure even the best football team loses well joshua lost to ruiz so yeah right i mean so anything can happen in a sport like that so but anyway no it's all good but hey let's get to our guest this is the second time this gentleman's been on the show must must be a big star he's a friend of the show (laughs) and just really looking for any excuse to to get him back on so (laughs) i heard he had a new book coming out so i was like right we've got to do another show we've got to talk about this new book um so cast your mind back to show 71 um, we had Master Wong on the show and he ran through his story and the passion and the yeah. energy was super duper high. We had thousands oh. of listens to it all over the world, numerous countries, which I think shows how big his following really is. Yeah, he's got a new book out called The Event, uh, The Little Dragon, and he's going to talk us through that. It's part of a series and also give us an update about what's going on with him. So welcome to the show again, Master Wong. Thank you very much for being back here to second show. I mean, a lot of people loving it because uh, I've uh, shared my Facebook and loads of my uh, fans uh, listen to it. And I said, bloody hell, that's quite fun. That's because <laughs> you two, uh, two guys are so awesome. much. The, the, the good thing about it is we're just chatting like we do. So it's a lot right. of fun. Not just like um, like very, very uh, awkward situations that you've got to talk about certain things that you don't want to, you know. Right, but because right. of what we got passion on, we love it, you know. We just talk about whatever we talk about every day, and you two guys just uh, just fun to talk to. <laughs> Essentially, we are just putting the kind of conversations that I enjoy having in the pub on a podcast. Exactly, it's all about the beer in the pub. For that, that, that's the thing. So, okay, what do you want to know about my uh, my book will be out this month? So, what do you want to know about it? Tom sent me a copy over, um, you know, so I can take a look at it. And and I spent uh, last night reading the book. I got to tell you, your life is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) You can can see why I am up like this. Holy shit, brother. I mean, it's on. To go, I was sharing this actually. I I was at my gym earlier. I'm training 
a couple of my uh, people and I'm sharing this thing. They go, what'd you do last night? I said, well, I sat home and I read this book on this gentleman's life. And I said, holy shit, in America, in the West, we are pussies. We're worried that we don't have Wi-Fi and we don't have the next Xbox. This motherfucker is barely living and eating and people are trying to kill him. You know, I said, oh, it's, it's amazing. It's a great story. I think uh, a lot of people don't realize is uh, when the time like one of my guy uh, when the when uh, when it out I send you the proper copy uh, and then you can read the whole thing. I got the one as a friend of mine. He's the OBE. He read through the book and he re he forwarded it for me. And he's yeah. and I to ask him about in that time in that in seventy what sort of people do now over there in Vietnam where that time I'm bloody you know literally uh, it's difficult when we written the book. Because I'm not very good at describing. So literally, you got nothing. You don't wear anything. You, you don't have any clothes on. And the clothes you got, it's just, just, like, just like clothes, but ripped everywhere, you know? And that's a pen, you know what I mean? And I'm going to hustling, bustling every motherfucking day uh, when I'm that young. And the worst thing of all, like we mentioned before, if you're going out, the people don't like the Vietnamese, uh, Chinese Vietnamese, they fucking right. beat you up. That's if crazy. you go home, your mum... Because my mum is uh, my dad is uh, gone, so he's uh, she's got no husband, so she's been depressed because of her uh, her where she work. People give her a lot of pressure. She go home if I made a uh, small mistake or something she don't like, she fucking beat the living die out of me. Oh. So I go out, I get beat up. I go home, I get beat up. So I can't <laughs> be crazy. either anywhere, and I got <laughs> no one to turn to, no one to talk to, and that's the. That's the thing people don't fucking realize how lucky they are in UK or in America. At right. least, at least they got something to do. And certain things like sometimes when people say to you few words, they say, oh, they harass you or they give you a problem. Over there, they fucking beat you up. They literally <laughs> beat you up right. to, the, to, 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 to when you are unconscious because they don't give a monkey about it. So right. I find that some people just need to be reality checked a little bit how lucky they really are in the countries they're in, you know? I only talk about in Vietnam, but if you compare Vietnam in that time to Cambodia, to Thai, to India, it's a similar kind of thing. It's a similar, okay, that kind of uh, problem we come across, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a fucking tough one. It's a tough it's one. Great. When did the journey start to write this book? When did you see, so, so, did someone say, hey, this is a good idea, why don't you write something? Yeah, so what happened is I went to America and then I met one guy from a century and he said, uh, I talked to him about it. I sit there and talk about all this philosophy, the mindset, the principle and everything else. And he sit there and said, fucking hell, this is, this is interesting. This is fascinating. And I said, oh, let me tell you a little bit of my, uh, he asked me about my backstory in Vietnam. Ah. And I said to him, when I'm young in Vietnam, because I'm, I'm not being educated, I have to be real life, like, like work on the job, you know, like learn on the way and make mistake and then fix the shit when happened to you, you know, and hopefully you survive, you know, then that's why you're street smart, you see. So I talked to him about it and I tell him a little bit about it and talk about a little bit about bully. And then he said, man, this is good. You need to write the story about yourself about it. So that way, when you're in America, a lot of people in America, the young kid getting gangs, uh, night crime, all this sort of thing, they can hear your story and see that they can change. Even though you're in the shit like this, you turn up to be a good person. So all these people, they just fall into this kind of uh, problem when they're young age. 
some people like my sister, some people like you can change them by uh, give them passion, give them the idea of you haven't been through shit yet. This is nothing. This is nothing. Whatever you've been to, you can change. You can make a difference. Even myself, don't even go in, don't even uh, been educated, uh, don't go to school, don't even know any word, uh, anything like that. I can make it and turn up to be better version of me. So, of course, many people in the uh, gangs, in the night crime, in all this whole thing, they can't change. I do carry night when I'm in Vietnam very young because I'm scared. I go right. in out, fucking loads of people beat me up. What do you think I'm going to do? Of course, I'm going to fucking have the knife. And I not just have the knife. I'm going to piss on it, make it rusty. So when I stab someone, I know you're going to get the fuck, you see? But this is what you do when you don't understand about things. You don't know about things. But when right. you understand that, and then you talk to people nowadays, especially in the UK, got a lot of... Uh, I went to London last week, uh, so I'll talk about some uh, uh, knife crime. I said... People got knife, got a knife or carry knife because they're shit scared. They got no one to turn to. That's why they end up like that. America, the same people in gangs because I'm in gangs. Okay, you Swedish too. When it came to England, the second I told a lot of gangs, but in Vietnam, I involve not involved with gangs, but I involved with fight with all the gangs and all these sort of people. Okay, because you got nowhere to go. You know, nowhere to go, no fan. You got no one. That's the only thing you have is that group of people that are there to support you, help you to be able to be around you, you know? So that's why he asked me to write it. And I said, I don't know how to write fucking story, you know? I don't know. Right. So I come back and then I speak to one of, uh, go online. That's how funny it is. I go online and I don't know how to write because my English is that good. So I'm searching for somebody helping me and I give them the story so they know what to write. So I write something up, I give them some, uh, some word and then tell them describe for me how they're written, okay? And then I saw he written stuff pretty fucking good, you know? So I, <laughs> then I recruit him and then I, I got, he don't know how to write. He don't know how to write this book. He don't know how to write at all, okay? And I teach, I tell him how to do things, how to put things together, think about it. And he got some writing style a little bit and gradually develop and then turn up to be the book now. So it's not out yet, but a lot of people read it. And they said pretty good for the oh, for the short one. It's pretty good. How and why did it end up being a series? Uh, it's, it, before I written this book, I already uh, before I written this book, I already written the other book called The Event Changing Everything. That's about me now. Take someone yeah. in and change them to become the better version of them because I've been through all the stuff. And because of this, uh, the, the third book, it's called Event Change Everything. It's about somebody in uh, bully, being bully. And then they find me. And then I get, take them in and then I teach them. I equip them with all the philosophy, the mindset, the principle, so they understand it to become the better version of them. But that's the first book. But then when I came to America, I come back. Then I write this one, become the first book. Because about me, when I'm young, to how do I learn? The way you do anything, the way you do everything, you see. How do I learn who equipped me with this kind of mindset? Who helping me to give me the, the idea or embed me with all the information to make me to become who I am today? Because I just don't turn up to be like this. Do you understand right. what I mean? Don't turn up to think like this. Don't turn up to be have that kind of mindset like this. So when I'm young in Vietnam, that I go through the journey with uh, uh, one as a mentor on a boat. He go through with all this journey. He tests you everything of the way. He go through all the things that you need to learn, put you in a certain thing to make you to become who you really are. So that equips that on me. 
and that will embed that into the second and third book. That now become the series of my five book called uh, The Vent Change Everything. That's the third book. The, the first book called The Literature Dragon. The second book called The Rise of the Dragon. The third book called uh, The Vent Changing Everything. And the fourth uh, book will, will be The Project Revenge. That Project Revenge, it talking about kidnapping and human trafficking and sex uh, slave. So you don't know about that too when you read the third book because that come out from the third book. But I want to know about that bit now. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's, that's quite interesting. The third book is interesting. It's all about um, uh, human trafficking. It's wow. all about that kind of stuff. Because uh, the, the, the way I uh, teaching the guy on the third book, teaching him, equip him, then he met this girl. Okay, he's very, she's very beautiful girl. She met this girl and this girl affecting him. And he didn't know that that girl background is being human trafficking for sex slave. Yeah. And then she get revenge on that. So that's the, the project revenge. And that's fiction? Not fiction, no. It's uh, 80, about 70% and 30%. So is project revenge real? Did you go and get some revenge? Yeah, it's not. It's, 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 it's a certain thing is real and certain thing is not uh, because it come out from the real story. Real but story, certain yeah. thing a lot because we have to put a lot of stuff in there, certain events that we won't able to talk about because it's... Uh, because I involve in a lot of tanks and um, triad and everything else, so we'll be like say sixty forty the yeah, fiction and nonfiction. You have to use creative license. You have to yes, because what happened in Eminem? A lot of things we do, right? We talk it in there, and it's yeah. not going to be fucking good for me, <laughs> motherfucker. No. And it's going to be bad news, you know. So, so we're going to add, we're going to add a lot of stuff in there. But this book here, the Little Dragon, is about eighty percent of them is uh, real. And 20% of them is non-real because we need to make a story flow pretty well. Who's the audience you're aiming at with this book? It's covering just this period of you as a child. What are people going to take away from this? How can they apply this to their own lives? So the idea of this particular book, it just let people understanding from the age of uh, from 11, 12 to 20, you know, to, le- to learning a little bit about themselves, that where they are. Wherever they are, it's not a bad thing they are. They can change. They can make changes. Bullying is one of the biggest, biggest problem. It's you not alone. You're not alone at all. You're there with many people because you're not reaching out there to know about it. That's why when you read this book and you are affected by this, then you're not alone. You need to reaching out and getting help by other people the same as you so you can able to have the strong mind and body and spirit to be able to overcome this because sometimes when i that time nobody helping me lucky i got chance that my mentor taking me in and teaching me because he's an ex-operator in vietnam onto the Viet Cong. that's that's why he have the the mindset to able to help me full little bit on it to make me understand but i'm young i don't have that kind of a, 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 a of mindset on it but when people read this they can helping them and then you can able to understanding that bullies, that's what we still stand up. Nowadays, bullies is not just about face-to-face bully. Bully come into many different shapes and sizes, physical, non-physical, online, offline, everything else. The most important thing they can take away with is just be strong and not understanding the basic rule is you're not alone, okay? And if you've got to go out and need to be the different because nobody can push you down. Only you let you going down by yourself because nobody can if you're strong enough okay and stand and believe in it then you will be stand up 
and be stronger and able to healing the world and raising awareness, let everybody know about it because not many people out there have enough, strong enough to able to raise this, uh, the voice. They're not, they're scared, they're worried. They're not strong enough. They're thinking nobody listened to them. You understand? So that's what they, 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 they learn. But people can take a lot, a lot of lesson on this particular book about learning, about get on with things, about doing, not about sitting there, about doing without asking questions. And then you understand later. Okay, so many things you can learn about this particular understanding. It's not just about reading, it's just a good story. Story to helping you to understand. But a lot of things in this book here will helping you to become the better version of you by implement the small thing on every day that you do, you know? So that will get you to become the more better version of yourself. That's the whole idea of this particular book is like that. So then I, we, just, uh, we just haven't touched it up because I just, just, just created a charity called the Anti-Bullying Charity Program, charity. So we'll be, have the, we go, go for the charity um, committee at the moment, take six months to getting the, the number, and then we will be the proper charity. And that's awesome. what this, all yeah. these books I've I, 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 I written is all for this particular charity that I'm doing that for anti-bullying, to helping anti-bullying. That's what the work is. That's why it's the message there to helping people, not just about good read, not just about people buying the book, okay? It's for reading. And I said, this book, when they're buying, the first, first thing we're going to do with this book, when I launch, I click in the fund, I go back to Vietnam, into the uh, small community and helping the kid there, First thing I do, we do, we're helping the kid first. That's the first thing that we can do. Afterward, when I come back, then the charity is launched and every, uh, all our book, uh, we got sick of them, all the book when it's ready, all the money raising fund, all the money that we make will go into this charity and this charity will go out and helping people have bullying problem, equip them with training, equip them with the things they need. Uh, if they've got any problem with certain thing of learning, we're helping them on that and all to do with anti-bullying uh, stuff for that. That's what the message Fantastic. is. Brilliant. Best of luck with that. And uh, uh, yeah, very, obviously it's clearly meaningful and close to, you know, how ev everything in your life. And It's not just about, it's not just about doing something because a lot of time people write something or do something, they're just doing one thing to help one, uh, one or two people, that's good. But we want to helping a lot. That's why another thing in America, the pit master have a lot of problem anti-bullying when he's young as well. And that's why he have this, he has set one up over there, the charity over there uh, next year or something. But we set up this, uh, the setup already. So six months to be done. And then everything will phone. So that's why I concentrate a lot on now. It's uh, doing training program, doing all the stuff and raising fund for the anti-bullying program. And that's why you see me doing the stuff with the kickboxing guy, uh, Ish, the kickboxer. We're taking in 12 kids at the moment, the, the young kid, and become the ambassador for our anti-bullying program. So the kid is from... Uh, from seven to 16, that group of kids. And because of in London, a lot of have a, have a lot of night yeah. crime in London, a lot of young in gangs. So we want them to become the ambassador of our anti-bully program. Then we're gonna tip them and then equip them with things. And then, uh, then there will be our ambassador by raising awareness. And then we do a lot of courses uh, as well. So that way, when we sell the course, the money we'll raise for anti-bullying, we're helping to helping other people to let them know as well. And then we spread like that. Amazing. So that's what we do in a moment. Awesome. So your story, so you were born, you were half Chinese and half <laughs> Vietnamese, correct? That's right. The Vietnamese hated the Chinese for obvious Motherfucker, you don't even know how much they hate. Like, you know, in, you know what happened in Hong Kong at the moment? Mm. Yeah. 
They slice that Hong Kong and Chinese. So people oh, yeah, make yeah. them they slice that. That's what happened in, in, in Hong in Vietnam. It just lies that. It just lies in Hong Kong. So right. you can imagine what happened in there. If you say something wrong, that's what happened. They're gonna fucking go there, burn your stupid house down. They're gonna beat you up to you uh, to half dead, and then they're gonna teach you real lesson. Any excuse they can, nobody care. Please don't care because you you just an outsider. This you is right longer. at the end of the Vietnam War, correct? Yes, yes. They're just right, right after Vietnam War, and that's where the shit is. And that's where sometimes I don't like to go like before I started to go online. I talk a lot about it because it's affecting me a lot in Vietnam, sure. a lot about bullying. So it's affecting me a lot. I talk a lot about it and I become very, very aggressive a little bit when I do the stuff online. But gradually, I do still aggressive because I do, because that's embedded in my head. But sure. I try to mellow a little bit. It's don't go over too much extreme because a lot of people won't understand it because they haven't been in that situation. They don't have that passion in that. So they don't really know what happened to them affecting them, especially into the bullying. They don't know what affects them. Sometimes people can go through like myself because I have a different mentor and, and they go through. And some people break and some people suicide. Some people die. There's so many things that are happening in bullying. I'm, I'm the lucky little bit that I go through and be stronger a little bit that got a courage to helping a lot of people get in, into the bullying uh, problem. The victim can become stronger, you know, because uh, because we live in a third world country. We live in this world that we can't express ourselves a little bit. And people won't uh, get a fucking bloody stick and whack you through the head and bit in half. But in China, in Hong Kong, Vietnam that time, you, you won't express, express anything. If you say something you did, that didn't lie, they're going to put a bloody stick around your head and they're going to bust you up. And that's why sometimes you have to be do what you can, carry the, a weapon, uh, do what you can to defend yourself. Were you living in a community of people who were Vietnamese and, and Chinese, or were you, you were living amongst just a regular population, so you were kind of uh, separated and isolated from the other kids? That That's essentially why they went after you, correct? Roughly. Mostly where I live is mainly me and a lot of Vietnamese. Not much okay. of the Chinese in my right. area, no. So no. that's why you're on your own, okay? Gotcha. That's why you're on your own. Uh, where we are... Not, a lot, a lot of Chinese, half Chinese, half Vietnamese people, they're most of it, they move away, especially boy, okay? They don't attack girl. If you're a boy, if you are a boy, normally the Chinese one, half Chinese, half, they take the boy with them, the dad will take the boy with them, take them and leave the girl in Vietnam so they don't affect them that bad. But boy will get affected bad because we got three kids in our family, it's all three boys, so we got no choice. Yeah. I'm supposed to be going with my father, but we don't have enough money, so I have to stay right. and look after my little brother because he's very young that time. So, and my mom is not that well as well that time. So that's what happened, man. It's like when I write a book, it's like when you're thinking back, like, fuck it. I got to go back on um, January uh, again that's, uh, to go back to where I come from. Uh, 40 years, I haven't been there yet. So exactly wow. where I come from and have a look through everything and see if I can document some stuff to for this book to, to add some more information to it. When you're writing this story and re reflecting upon it, or do you relive it while you're going through it? While you're oh, yeah. telling it, it's oh, tough, yes. right? It's, 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 like, it's like the boat, on the boat, you know, when, we, when we're outside in a boat, still thinking like I'm there, you know what I mean? That young, I'm still there outside. To watch the, do all the stuff like um, making bomb go in go into the, the 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 factory because we don't know nick some uh, explosive 
and then we may we saw people make stuff making bomb and we just make it because kid what the hell do we know you yeah. know you see something cool you copy and lucky i don't get my fucking arm br- uh, blow away but uh, somebody <laughs> got hurt and somebody uh, got hurt quite badly one of the guys but uh shit hit the fan lucky not me but it's fun and i tell you you still i still relive the the, the ideas that one got a finger chucking down and then blow it up and and all we see is like fish coming up you know like all spread everywhere but it's you know it, i love it i love it it's just uh, <laughs> i love it but you when you came here you, you just think back it's like you're missing all the childhood you know have um uh, i think when you read the book uh Riza, did you read about um the buffalo yeah the buffalo now in the beginning i want to before we get to the buffalo i want to talk about the hill with the demons Oh fucking hell, yeah! That, right. Go up the hills, the demon. Go down the hell, yeah. Right, and 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 the demon you thought that you had, like in your belly, that I guess the the feeling, that uncertainty, and that nervousness that you had to live through every day, every time you left your house. That's right. right. Now, sometimes I don't know some people. Maybe somebody listen to this can uh, can relate to me. You know, sometimes you're scared when you're young. You're scared about something. Like when you're going down, you know you get bitten, and you don't get a normal bitten. You know you're going to get fucking popper bitten. Yeah, you, you're like, your stomach is turning and your hand is like shaking and you're going down and you, your hand is shaking, you're walking down. And especially when I go down there, I got carry water home for my mum, you know, carry water. And I got two buckets of water, uh, two buckets, and I got a, a, a stick. So carry two buckets and go down. So when you go down there, it's like they're waiting down there because they know it's only one place there to get water, okay? So they've got to uh, making a line to get you in turn before you get water wow. up to the hill. And while you're there, you get bitten all the way to when you get water. Wow. When you get some water, that's not fucking all. You carry up there, okay? Just kick you the finger, so hopefully you still got water left when you take home. And then if you don't have any water home for your my mum to have a wash or cooking meal, she fucking beat you up with a stick as well. So you can <laughs> see every day you got every to day. think like this to going down and you're you know the waiting down there. You can't do anything about it. You just can't. You just got to go through. And sometimes it's not just kicking. They're all cowy water as well. So they got a stick and they beat you with it. And that's it. That's what you got to do. And most of the time, you got to go either early. But sometimes the worst thing about that is early. That particular uh, uh, where we're getting water, they're closed. So they don't open. Okay. Only certain time we can get water back to the hill, uh, to, the, to the where uh, we live. So it's certain time, so it's a freaking nightmare, you know? And sometimes when you go down there, you think to yourself, is it because, uh, sometimes you sit there and you think, so is it because we live in this world, come with this world to get punished? Or is it because it is what it is, you know? And you just live with it and say it is what it is and bite your tongue and, uh, and, and, and take it. You know, you tell the story in there about this old man, you know, walking down a hill and then he... I guess it was the, he was he defending his sons or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He get beat up proper, yeah. Beat up pretty bad, right? Yeah. And then he, did he did he end up dying? I don't know. No, no, uh, he's not dying, but he's getting beat up pretty bad. Go to the hospital, uh, get some broken bone and and, and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty bad. The, the, this is just like a, a standard, basic standard. You see that happen in Hong Kong. You see that happening. Certain things you say, certain things wrong. You get a, the normal people get beat up. Okay. You see that on some of the news, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So that is simply imagine that, that time, but you don't have a lot of people. You have you and the kid, and then you got like the, the, the hill, and like, like, like some field, and you got like about five, six of them 
uh, people they just go just get go out there to beat people up for no reason. For no reason. For no reason, because they just don't like you. Maybe you look, maybe you stare at them, maybe the clothes you wear, okay, can be anything, okay. Hey. And if you saying if you say your name and you my name is like Huang, that's not Vietnamese, okay. Now you fuck, okay. Oh. That's it. You fuck. And because my the, your name is not Vietnamese, they can hear it. They know you're not. You fuck. That's it. You get beat up. And sometimes if you're lucky, you can somebody can help you track your way. Okay. If you're unlucky, like some of my soul, unlucky, they basically get beaten to death. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's how is it. They're dead or not, I will uh, won't know. But they're not really not moving. So I'm assuming they're dead. And that's how it is. Now, there was no police or sheriff or anything like that in the in, village? In the place, it's quite isolated. It's not in a city. So okay. in a city, you might got police. But in there, you don't. You got like the community leader or the, the head of the, the community. They don't uh -huh. give a fuck. They don't, <laughs> they don't like you anyway. So they don't they like you come, anyway, right? They don't like you anyway. So you, Because shit. if you're not there, they might be able to take in your property. They might be able to take something you got. You get what I mean? Because you're not there. They can claim that. So, so a lot of times, they're better you bloody go and stay. So they have to turn your head away and they have to do what they're doing. But if they get involved, they get beat up as well because they don't fucking care anyway. They have to beat them up as well. So nobody get involved. So everybody yeah. mind your own business. Right, totally isolated from anything. So how were you able to, like, you know, how were you able to deal with this stuff on your own? Did you did you play by yourself a lot? There was there no play. There was there no fun time. So it's, so 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 normally we have a few friends together. So yeah. we go in. We we have few friends together. Like I hang around with few friends that I can hang around with. So we just go out nicking stuff, stole stuff. Okay, that's all we do. We go and stole stuff. We go into um, people to gambling. We get there to buy stuff for them, to the running stuff for them. We just find things to do that hang around with a group of people that, that don't hang around with kids that beat us up. So we go to certain places that uh, we don't get beat up. We don't get seen by them. You see what I mean? So we yeah. might be going there, stolen stuff, like going to people's places, go to the factory nearby, go to certain places that we go in there, stolen thing. That's where we end up in, in into the bloody bomb factory. We go in a, a people's houses. And we go into doing stuff like that because that's no other way. Because if you sit around or hang around, you get beat up. If you stay at home, your mom thinking you're the, the you create problem, you get beat up. So you better get out of the house. And most of the time, I never home. I always got home. And sometime I at home, I go out of the house. She don't even know I'm home, you know. So, so yeah, you said you, you said you used to sneak out of like a back door, like between some sheet metal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You didn't know that was there. You just had it. It, it was behind something. She didn't know it. Existed. No, no, it's, it's a house there. But the problem with where we live is sort yeah. of like it's, it's sort of like not like at the, not like easier the, the like the normal house. You see what I mean? So it's the, the house, but they got a lot of uh, uh, metal shed, a metal thing around it, and they got a fence. So where we're staying, it's easier for me to move out because they're sleeping. She's she's sleeping, and a lot of time in Vietnam. I've got a lot of mosquito, you know, a lot of mosquito, yeah? So they normally put the, 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 the vents, like sort of the white stuff over them. You get what I mean? The bed. Daddy, yeah. So when I'm slicking out, she, she don't know. So so she don't know like that. That's where how you slicking out at night time. Sometimes I slick it out at night, go to go to out smoking, drinking yeah. with a <laughs> fan, yeah? Uh, Sometimes I'm slicking out at night and then uh, that create trouble. Uh, or find trouble, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing when I'm young.
Nobody really dared for me to look after to able to, to control, you know, like your records kit, you know, you're yeah. just out of control, you know. Totally right. So you were on survival mode the entire your entire childhood. Uh, up to 11. Uh, right. uh, 11. Like you're just hoping to get a meal and not be killed. Yeah, literally, yeah. Right, and, and, that, and, and that's one thing that, uh, that uh, people don't realize. So when they get in that situation, it's like, that's why you don't care. I never really thought that I lived to 20 years old. You know, I never thought I will live up to 20 years old. And I say to myself when I'm young in Vietnam, if I'm, I don't know my dad is alive or not that time. So I said to myself, uh, on that time, I meet people and I said, if I still alive into about six, seven, eight, nine, about 10, I will be involved in the gangs and I will be the fucking mother baddest one ever in Vietnam. Because you got no choice. You either be the, the biggest and the baddest, okay, or you are going to get killed or get beat up. So which one you want to be? And I said, I will chose to be the baddest motherfucker there is. Because if I'm going to beat people up, better they beat me up. If I got power to control people, better they control me. So you got no choice. So uh, yeah, that's what you think. That's go through my head every fucking every day. day. If That's they, pretty powerful. Yeah, thinking, hey, I'm going to be the baddest motherfucker on the planet. It is, or, literally. Or going to be a victim. I mean, those are two choices. That's There's no it. choices. It's no in-between. It's no, no. in-between. So, so either one or other. That's why we move a lot of different places. That's why I get in trouble a lot. Because it's like, you, you, if, you, if you don't be strong, they'll beat you up. If you beat them up, they'll beat you up anyway. So who, who, give, the, who give the monkey? And you're going to die. So you're going to die. I see people dying a lot you know, all the time. So dying is not something in my mind when I dare. It's something it's never in my mind. When I came to England, even though when I came to England, when I'm 11, 12, I don't think of dying. It's, it's not a thing. It's, it's no such thing that I scare. I know it's fearless, literally. I, I don't right. care if I'm dying. Uh, so a lot of things I'm doing when I'm over there as an operation, uh, doing stuff with one of the chen, uh, the, my mentor on the boat, just send me out to many things because you just go and do it because listen, and then they tell me what to do. I go and do it. I don't even think about it. I don't even ask why. Because that's how it is. Because if you don't fucking do what I tell, I'm not going to get fee. And if I'm not going to get fee, nobody's going to love you. Nobody's going to put you in the places. And then you will be in the street and you're going to die. What is it you want to be? Are you going to survive, listen and follow? Or you want to die like everyone else is? You know, oh. when I walk in the alleyway in the street, like a lot of beggars that time there, we saw a lot of them there. They're bloody so, uh, uh, nothing got, nothing to eat or nobody feeds them. They're fucking die rotting in the street and fly everywhere. I mean, do you want to be like that? Every time I, uh, I wake up in the morning, even now, I get up in the morning sometime, five o'clock, I have a walk. I pray to God that I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that in the film. So fucking uh, in my mind that I'm so happy that I'm be here. I don't in that situation. Do you understand what I mean? Because it's just oh. like right to the edge. I can't go that way or this way. You know what I mean? So, man, it's a, it's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. And it is important to the story that you found was interesting, too, is because it's such a tough life, you know, just surviving on the street and then going home to your mother, who obviously had a very difficult life, and she took her anger and frustration out on you. So you had no comfort. There was no one to turn to on any level for you. So you had to just... Digest. I have part of the book you're talking about laying in the fetal position on your bed, you know, or whatever you slept on and just trying to deal with the pain and the, what's going on in your head and, and the demons and stuff. It had to be extraordinary. If you imagine, uh, I think a lot of them uh, listen to this uh, the podcast will understand it when you're getting bullied. It's that kind of environment. Hopeless. Right. Hopeless. Hopeless. 
you got fucking hopeless. You can't fight back. You can't do anything because you're too young and you have to take it and hope you're not dead. Simple, okay? Mm -hmm. In your mind, you build so much hate. And that's why in my hand, they get tattooed in my hand very young on my chest and my arm. Remind me who the fuck I am when I'm that young, when I'm that kid. And you can imagine psychologically so much thing on my head built into my head when I'm that young, being tattooed and telling you that you are, that's what you are. And don't forget who you motherfucking are. So when you grow up, you got to be what you want to be, you know, mm. and you've got to fight for what you're believing on. And that's what is it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fuck up, man. And a lot of people don't get it. Even though when I come back to Vietnam, I talk a lot of people about it and about um, something about the, the like, very poor in Vietnam, like the street kid, okay? Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of Vietnamese people, when they're my age, in that time, they relate into that, okay? They relate to that. They're understanding that, okay? But nowadays, Vietnamese, they're getting a uh, young, uh, new generation. They're not relate back to that too much because they're getting older now. Everything is good. Okay, life is good now. So they don't think like that. But when you're young, uh, when you're that time, it's like this sort of thing, it really, really hit home, you know? Really made you yeah. who you really are. That's why every day when I get up and do my thing, I try my best to do what the thing, even though I'm not very good at, I have to do whatever it takes, okay, to get what I want. Because this is hustling. I'm fucking hustling when I'm six years old, okay? Throughout my life, nothing changed. Hustling and bustling, all the time, you know what I mean. Right. So it's fucking now, tough. It's tough. <laughs> you talk about now somewhere in this in your story. I, I don't recall your age. Your father, uh, I guess, was constantly saving money to try to get out of Vietnam, and he left with your older brother. Correct. That's right. He saved whatever I guess whatever he could do to do that. Was that a big decision to leave you and your brother and your mother behind? It was that was it tough for them to do, or was that just very? Uh, when yeah. I'm well, when I'm that young, I just vividly hear they're talking about that I, me, my older brother and my 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 father go first, go and then let my mum and my younger brother stay and then hopefully uh, that's it. When we go, that means we don't know. Okay, they don't know dead or alive. Right. Okay, because when you got to go through the journey on the boat and on the boat they got 250 people on the motherfucking boat and they go into the river outside into the the the, the, the big uh, the, the, the 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 light into the the wild sea i mean yeah. so many things happen before that happening few months early or few weeks early it's a lot of boat it's been captured already like the capture it's like turnover a lot turnover. of dead people and yeah. also a lot of thai pilot uh, the attack, uh, the, the try to the taking uh, the boat and then taking go out of them because they got go. Okay, so it's a lot of people dying. They already got that in their head. They're, they're scared. That's why that decision leave me behind because of that. Because they want to leave me behind because of uh, they might dead. They, they might got all sort of problems. So they design them only two person instead of three people dead. You get what I mean? And my yeah. brother and my father uh, made a move. And when they do it, they go away. I lock inside the house. I lock inside the house. I hear all sort of fucking thing going on. Oh man, when my mom come back, she's crying. She's like depressing and also sure. because because she don't know that's it. You never maybe never see your son or your husband again ever. Finish. The, yeah, there's no cell phone at that time, right? To call nothing. People. There's no communication. Nothing. I, th I thought in your book, and and I I'm probably quoting it wrong, but you you talked about when the refugees were gone, there was bodies just in the water. 
and you use a term, if I remember correctly, ghost dance of death or something like something like that. And I said, wow, that's really powerful. I can imagine you as a little kid and these bodies just washing up on shore. And this was normal. And then that you and your friends or your family or other people would go and just go after the bodies and see what if there was any valuables, anything that they could take off those bodies. People see that happening if I sh- uh, shock or they just drown and float, okay? Now, in Vietnam, uh, where we are, they have a lot of boats. If, if you go to Vietnam before, you know, you see they have a lot of small boats, you know. They're, 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 they've got a small boat and they go out fishing a lot. And you will see they're fishing a lot of people in. And they're only interesting in is searching their ways, okay? If they got any gold or not. If they've not got anything, they just dump them back. So because of the water, the water it's like the tide going up and the flood that going in, they will take into the shore. Uh, or sometimes, a lot of time, we got our family and people go out to see, do they find the loved one there or not? You get what I mean? And they put yeah. into the, the, the street the store to pick them up to see is there their loved one there. You see how it's like body laying there and you can see how how fucking stressful there is that you, you see your dad and your brother start lying there dying there you get what i mean so man it's uh people th- when people don't see that and you see a lot of time in a different country a lot of people are, are, are different countries that have war zone and a lot of people dying and lay on there and because you're not there and you don't feel that and you don't see that you just think oh fuck it's just a tv when you're there, you see that it's like a human. They've got energy. They've got like spirit. And, and every time when we go down to the coast, we feel that, that the spirit, like, like, like ghosts come out from the sea because they, they, they didn't uh, die properly. You know, sometimes they're still yeah. lost in there. And we, sometimes when we're on the boat, we turn on the boat, we can hear a noise of a woman uh, singing and noise of certain weird noise of uh, people like uh, crying and, and I'm frustrated on the sea. You can hear that vividly because I didn't explain uh, more on that. But you get what I mean? Is that people don't understand how scary and how fucking scary there is because there's so many dead souls. When you, when you have a place that got a lot of dead souls, your hand, your pinball is like rising up. It's like, it, it just feel like that. And it's just fucking my mom come back and she's like falling to pieces, you know, like, I don't know how they get through their mind, you know? It's like, it's like, like they've got nobody like counselor come in and talk to you and say, oh, right. shit, your, your father, your husband, is died and, and, and th- fuck, no one there, give a fuck. And you have to deal with that. You, are, <laughs> yeah. you either sleep through that or you've you, you got to deal with that and you will see, not just you, another many, many family as well, they get together because they're going to send them away by taking the hole and bury them. And especially in Vietnam, when people bury people, oh man, it's fucking creepy. So when I, every time I watch in a war film, uh, the, the, the war in Iraq, in Iran, or any place like that yeah. on the TV, you know, I feel that so, so much on them people, so much hatred on them as well. You know what I mean? And people just don't feel that because people don't been there yet and don't fucking, they just worry about their iPhone, it's a, it's a battery life, it's, 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 it's long enough. And <laughs> they worry about their motherfucking, uh, the, right. the, today Nothing. I haven't, you know what I mean? All this stupid shit that worry about, uh, they haven't seen anything through their life that, 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 that can uh, take them on the journey of their life by seeing things that learn to become a better version of them, you know? You tell a story in the book, which I thought was a pretty poignant story, about the, a po- and you mentioned it earlier, about the pocket knife, uh, the rusty pocket knife, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then these kids attacked you, and then you use the knife to fight to them off. Them. 
Yeah, yeah. you want to talk talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So when I walk around then, and, and the problem is I, I scare. So scared sure. that every time I go out, I get beat up. I get up beat up that time. It's about fifth or sixth time already. I get few stuff already, and I get beat up by stick a lot, and I got very bad back already. So I thought myself, fucking hell, man, I'm going to die. Mum don't care. No family there. I my mum dead, my brother. And my mum and my little brother. Little brother's so young, so he don't talk to me, and I don't talk to him anyway because he's too young. Don't know understand anything. So only me. And every time I get out, I get beat up all the time. I get home, I get injured. Nobody care. Bleeding and bruising everywhere. So I got an, uh, saw my family, my mum uh, got a knife, uh, my dad got a knife, uh, and, uh, put it away somewhere when I started uh, hunting and cooking and stuff. Uh, so I take it with me. And when I take it there, I put it into the piss because I'm thinking like too sharp. When I stop, you pull it out too sharp, you know, it's no good. You didn't yeah. do a lot of damage. Because I test that on some of the, 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 the meat when I got some meat at home and my, my mum sometimes got some meat and then stop them or sometimes I see some stuff, I stop them. That's no good because it's going in and out too quick. So I start to um, put it into the piss. Put it good in the piss, they're so like fucking rusty. And I yeah. stab it and it's stuck, you know? Stuck a little <laughs> bit. And I thought, this is pretty fucking good. So I carry that with me. And then I go out and that's when uh, the, 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 the get beat up and the first thing I do, I scare and pull down and stop them. I didn't know that I still got to sleep in my goddamn fucking life, innit? Wow, so, yeah. so I pull them out and get to stop them and stuff like that. So, but yeah, afterward, um, you shit yourself my hand blood and go home. Green at night time. Mum don't see it because it's blood in my hand. Try to clean them out. And oh man, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a shitty one. It was a crazy story. Now, how long after your father left, did you hear from him uh, so, that so, he was okay? About 10 years old, my mum got a letter from Hong Kong sent wow. over because my, they're in Hong Kong sent over. And they just say a few words because my mum and my dad didn't know that we're still there. Okay. So sure, the he first, would have no idea. No idea. So the first letter, yeah, he didn't know that we still live in that area. We moved three oh. times already, but just keep the letter there for us because of the, my mum working for the company. So they sent to the company. And the company is, uh, is keeping that letter. And then when my mum uh, located in a different place, still work for the same company, because I get in a lot of trouble, we locate to different places. And then we locate them back again uh, to where we are originally. And that's when we, uh, she got a letter. And that letter only say a few words, you know, I'm still alive. And I, now I am in Hong Kong uh, now, and I'm still alive, and I'm still in Hong Kong. And then we try uh, our best uh, to see what we can do. That's it. Okay, not like that. Oh, we're gonna go red ready and uh, get you ready and fetching you and take you early to, to, to England. Nothing like that. So we know no. that my mom only knows that they are alive. So that's one good thing. And then after a few months, four or five months later, when we reply the, the mail, we reply them. Even reply that, it costs about the month, about nearly a month of, of, of a fucking working the money to re because you got sent away to different wow. countries. Okay, and we don't know how to send away the different fucking country. So right. my 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 mum tried to find all way possible to send a letter back to them. Okay, so that he knows that we still alive, so they can try to do some stuff. And then when they're in Hong Kong, they were, he's uh, worked there for a few months, and then got uh, the, the chance to go to America or England, apply for. And they got they can't go to they want to go to America, but they can't. So they come to England instead. They come to England. So when they get to England. Somehow they are able to doing the paper to take get us over there. Okay, and that is that is all that is all we know. And when we soon we have the letter said we have the chance 
fucking oh man it's like heaven is just coming and bling motherfucker and it's like just <laughs> open and and it's like when I'm that time I said fuck you all I don't care now I do what I do now because I'm not gonna see your motherfucker ever again you bastard over here so I'm gonna go in so oh man yeah I just like heaven on earth and uh, that's just the beginning of my life man that so is just the beginning how did you end up on the boat to go to the UK or wherever you were headed so we're not on a boat. We fly over here. That's a fucking unique thing. We fly. We're not on a boat. Okay. That's so, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's right. I, I'm, we fly to England. They find out and they've got a lot of paperwork to do. So many things that are uh, organized. My mom organized. And then uh, the people try to help us because we promised them, a lot of them, that when we go to England, when do come to England, we were helping them to uh, send some good to them. So that's why a lot of them, they're communists, aren't they? So lo loads of them, uh, the police and everybody else, give us the hand to find how we can able to do it and how we're able to go to England because they need to pay for ticket. We need to make money for buying a plane ticket from England, uh, from uh, Vietnam to England. You understand what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. that is why uh, the, 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 they're helping us a lot and we bought some money and so on and so forth so that, uh, that we, got, we got and go through and then we fly over. And then, then the rest of the story starts. <laughs> and that's the, the beginning the of my fucking nightmare. That's <laughs> just another beginning of my nightmare. I know, I know. In England. The fucked up thing about, well, there's a lot of fucked up things about your story. But the, <laughs> one of the things, like you finally escape, you know, this hell on earth and just to go to another hell, which is, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I tell you, in Vietnam, uh, when we left and I said, Fucking hell, man. We saw uh, a lot of Western people come to where our town is, uh, where we are, where we live, the town, where we mm. are. And they're just there. There are a lot of Western, the West, uh, English there, uh, Western. So can't, I'm not sure what country are they. But they explore a lot of kids. Okay, so what, what we are when they're young, a lot of kids, they're all there. They don't wear any clothes. So they give them fucking uh, sweet and they take photo of their, uh, the, they don't wear any clothes and shit of that. So it's a lot, a lot of that going on over there as well. So we thought, fucking hell, man. Over here is bad. People over here exploiting us. Then I said, if we're going to chart to go to America, go to England, it's going to be new life. It's going to be so good. I'm going to be so down to earth. And I've I got to listen. I'm going to get things done. And I'm going to fucking be the best of me. And I kind of pay back. And I'm going to go back to Vietnam. I try to help all my friends out. But no, motherfucker. The <laughs> nightmare, it just <laughs> begin. But that will be on the next book. Right. That's the beginning of the my nightmare again. It, look, it's a great book. The book is the event, the little dragon. Four more books to go. Yeah, it's got four more. You like this that, is the great book. We only touched on part of this. Look, I'm not a party animal, but I sat home and read this book last night on a Saturday night while Tom was in the woods drinking beer at a sausage party. <laughs> but uh, but it was <laughs> but it was it's a I'm sorry, Tom, I'm busting your balls. <laughs> But it was—it's a great read. I highly recommend. When's it actually going to be released? Okay, so it's just been touching up at the moment. I format them at the moment, so it uh, uh, end of the month. It's going to be end of the month. We're looking. End of this month, we'll be everywhere. Going to be on Amazon, on demand, uh, print on demand. They're going to be a lot in live, different library. Are wow. going to be a lot. It will be all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at Amazon. I think you can even pre-order it now. I mean, uh, it's, it's yeah, yeah. We 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 not set it up pre-ordered yet. I will set it up yeah, for that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, tomorrow, I think pre-order one. Yeah. Right. No, it was, look, Master Wong, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You're, you're an incredible guy, incredible story. 
It's at look, and then the rest, the story only gets better. If you thought you've heard everything, you haven't heard <laughs> shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, gets it's, better. <laughs> and it is a story of, you know, a guy coming from absolute nothing, you know, uh, uh, from pretty much another planet and to make it over to the West and be successful and entertaining and engaging and, uh, you know, a good guy. It's an extraordinary story. So I really highly recommend picking up these books in the next one. And, uh, I, I, you know, again, if I appreciate you get this book on what Amazon, any format on, on your website. Yeah. Amazon on any format. Yeah. I'm pretty much any part Tom. Do you have anything you want to say, brother? Last time we spoke, we were talking about Pitmaster and yeah. the work you're doing with his online program and the stuff you're doing with Black. How, how's all that coming along? Okay. So the, the Pitmaster, the HK free training program for Pitmaster online is going great. Uh, we're doing the get that moving. So it's got a lot of people joining on that one. So it's called hkfreesystem.com. So people want to check it out, they can check it out. So and that one and Lack Loy. Next year, we have five episodes for him to, with him uh, in uh, next year with Lack Loy. Uh, know yourself, know your enemy, know when to strike, and uh, know your warrior. That will go through all the different stages uh, of learning and, and teaching. So that will be promoting at the moment on my app as well, uh, ready for next year for people want to uh, sign up for that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Cool. And then I'll get to go to Vietnam with you on the last one, right? Oh, man. If I go to, if you go to Vietnam, you will fucking love it. You Tom, love you drinking. I tell you, you <laughs> love drinking when I go to Vietnam. <laughs> they're <laughs> taking me, okay? For them uh, people in Vietnam that we know, the older martial arts people, they're taking yeah. me in Vietnam. They're drink. When you talk about drink, the Vietnamese, they don't fucking drink by bottle. They're drink by cases, okay? <laughs> they're drink by motherfucking case. If they're uh-huh. drinking uh, whiskey, they're drinking by drum. You know, big motherfucking big. drum. Yeah, 25 <laughs> liter. They're drinking by drum. And when we go over there, it's just like from the drum. They're just like, like from the drum and you drink like that. I mean, it's just so much fun. And I tell you, the Vietnam people that we met over there that we're working with, they're fucking loving. They're, they're just, oh man, you love it. You love it. <laughs> Awesome. One last thing as well, just because Jim didn't touch on it, but the tiger story, could you just give us a bit of that? Because that, that's never come out before. Okay, so, uh, the, yeah, the tiger story, when I'm young, uh, uh, when I'm over there on a small island, on that particular island where we're going to, is uh, uh, looking for uh, some uh, uh, explosive, some gun, some bit and pieces, yeah? And then because of that, in Vietnam, they're known a lot of small lion, a uh, tiger uh, around a lot. So we go there in a, uh, in a group of our friends with the Chen, that's our mental guy, on a boat. And when we go there, and that's what happened. You see the, 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 the different animal, and that's when you get attacked by, uh, the, um, by one of the, the tiger. And that's where it's uh, interesting. But you know, when you feel it, and you, you see in the jungle a lot, you see a lot of small hole. A lot of time you've got a lot of spike coming up, you know, because they use it for use that area, use for trapping a big animal. And also, it's using for... Uh, guerrilla warfare for people running uh they're, they're running in there and then they run they didn't see it yeah. they jump into that okay so that is where we have to go into the small um, um trenches and that's where uh, i get attacked by uh, running through that uh, they get attacked by me uh on there and then a big fucking you were in you were in the tunnels wow yeah they run through it because we're hungry yeah and we're quite young we got field bus as well you know a field bus and it's a night time I did the Chu Chi Tunnels tour in Vietnam. It's an incredible experience, but having a tiger would make it a lot more real. 
if you can if you go to Vietnam, you can see, and you get a lot of small trenches, and then in there, they've got a square, and they've got a lot of spies and a lot of stuff like that coming up, okay? And that's why Chen, they go full and for to make sure everything is safe for us to go in and then mark it to make sure we say. And at night time, mm. if you made a mistake, you're going down there, you're not going to come back home. You're dead. Yeah? You're literally mm. dead when you're, when you're down there. So the tiger is one of the tiger, what else you got? The tiger, they got a, a pig, wild pig, tiger, wild pig, all sort of thing like that while we're there as well. So we're dealing with all that. We're shooting there as well, shooting gun, using, uh, um, and then uh, and that's, uh, that's fun, yeah. But you... <laughs> You've you got to remember, yeah, when you're in that situation, you don't care. You scare is not on your on your priority. It's no such thing as scare. It's, you don't scare because you don't know what scare is. You understand right. that? You don't know. You just run, you just survive, and you do whatever it takes, and then you stop them, you run, and you get away. You, it's a game. It's, it's not like you get scared. It's not like you've been seething, and then you, people pre prom you that, oh, this tiger will eat you, okay? You, you, you know that they're going to fucking go home, you. Yeah? You're going to die. But it is, you're not scared. You just, you just do whatever you need to do and get away. And then it's not the game that we've been pre-pumped all over the stuff with Chen that let us go out and do all the small operation with him. We've done all that. So it's not scare for us. We don't scare at all. But you think about now, yeah, you feel a little bit scared. When you live in this country, I, when you got a lot, like me now, I have the family. I got money, I got lifestyle, I got everything I want, I got fame. I worry about dying. Do you understand? Because I got so much. When right. that time, I got fuck all. When you got fuck all, dying is no, it's no, dying is nothing. Fear is yeah. no fear, no such thing as that. It's nothing there for you to fear. What you fear about? Everybody got to die. So all this thing, it never ever got in my head at all. Even when I came to England to when I was about 17, it's never in my head. Okay, till when it get to over 20 years old, that's when it got into my head. When you got stuff, when you got wealth, when you got fame, when you got family, when you got something, got girlfriend or, or, or stuff like that. That's when you're fucking scared. That's when you think a lot. Okay, you think a lot. But that time, no thinking, no such thing as scare. Scare is not in our mind. You know, we do anything and everything. If that time in where I'm young, they come along and say, them, you go and killing them. Get a knife, but chop the head off. You, that's what you do. You chop the head off. You just fought no more. Yeah? You see the tiger, you stop them, and then you get that, chop the head off, and stuff that hanging up. It's no more. And you see, like, uh, the, the, uh, like killing pig, killing uh, no more. It's no more. It's, it's, it's like so no more. You can bring it up and drink the blood out of them. It's just so no more to you <laughs> that everybody doing it. You know, everybody in, in our group, everybody likes that kind of mindset. Like, killing is it's just like... It's the norm, you know? So it's not, not never affecting. But till now, when it now, yes, affecting you a lot oh, yeah. because you're thinking. I think it's mad that you can have all those experiences at such a young age, you know? Yeah. That's, that's why sometimes when you go in Vietnam, you see a lot of them uh, deploy assassin uh, when that time, deploy a lot by the youngster, like the, our group of uh, street kids, a lot, because they don't care. Killing person and killing the pig it's no different. It's no. It's a little different because we don't have the the, the moral mortal to understanding what the difference is. We don't know any different. Yes, same as the child soldiers in Africa, right? That. Get... Yeah, it's just no different. That like same a child in Africa that they got a gun and shoot thing. It's literally no different for us, okay? Because we see blood from the animal to blood on the human. It's the blood. 
It's just like people falling down there, and it's just one of the normal thing. It's nothing occurring to us that is bad or not. To when we get to here, and people haven't been in this kind of environment, that's where they started talking about moral and everything else. But that's a completely different story because you're not there. You don't understand it. Yeah, you don't know what these people think. That's why you never prejudge no one when you're out there doing certain things because you're not in their situation. When you're not in their situation, you can turn around and say, oh, that's bad, you shouldn't do that. How the fuck do you know it's bad? Have you been there? Have you been fucking stuffed every day? Have you been hunting like a fucking animal? Do you see people dining all the time? You don't. So how do you know what is no more, not no more, what is good and bad to when you get there? You understand what I mean? So this is why a lot of time people judge people on certain things. I don't judge anyone because everybody has their differences, their problem. Okay, they need to understand what their problem is. Why is they think like that? Why is they act like this? Why? They don't turn up one day and act like a fucking asshole. Must be something happened to them in their childhood or something happened to them in their life. You know, the way they live, the way they come back in the background, what background they come from, okay? Who brought them up? Who affecting them? What sort of people they see all the time, okay? And what they do all the time that affects their brain. You see, because people don't see that. Then they're thinking like, fucking hell, man. He, that's wrong, or this and that. You know, this is a big, big problem. People need to understand it before you judge the people. Oh, you so much, buddy. Wow, what is, we go on for hours, man. Hey, thanks again, brother. And then uh, Tom will do all the magic, edit this bad boy up and get it out in the market. Thank you so much for being on the show and promoting us as well. We do appreciate it. I, I no hope you enjoyed it again. And We'll do it again when the next book comes out in the next Definitely. one. And man, it's good. All right, brother. It's another great okay. show, Master Wong. Peace out, everybody. Peace out. Thank you very much. <laughs> bye bye. Take care, brother. You have been listening to Primal Radio in association with Primal Gym and Primal Promotions. Primal Radio is available on all good podcast venues. To help us grow, please subscribe, like it, share it, and leave us a great review.